you can write whatever it is you want to write or talk about whatever it is you want to talk about because your story is going to reach someone like no one else's will and I truly believe that. Welcome to Zestful Aging, where I talk with fascinating, talented, and inspiring guests who reflect on the adventures and challenges of aging and who are living their lives with vibrance and purpose. I'm your host, Nicole Christina, psychotherapist, writer, and fellow Zestful Ager. I want to invite you to my free webinar, Zestful Aging, Here's How You Do It. You can sign up at NicoleChristina.com. Last week, we spoke with James Barras, who's the author of Awakening Joy and is a founding teacher of the Spirit Rock Meditation Center in Northern California. He talks about the purpose of life. And next week, we're going to be speaking with Giata Storman, who's a Canadian and U.S doubles tennis champion and teacher and she's the author of a new book called on the ball well i have my jack russell terrier sparky right beside me and my coffee in my hand so let's begin today we'll be speaking with colleen wheatmartian from introverted child to successful businesswoman to triathlete at age 50, four half marathons so far, violin student at age 54, and completing a 30-mile bike challenge in 30 days, Colleen faces any challenge with an open mind, and she wears many hats, including professional publishing consultant. And today we're going to talk to her about how to start your own writing project, whether it's a blog, a memoir, or an article you'd like to submit to your favorite magazine. She's the expert on that. Welcome to the show, Colleen. Thanks for having me, Nicole. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, thank you. I'm really excited to speak with you today because, you know, I think a lot of people who are listening know that they want to do something a little different. They know they still have plenty of time ahead of them, although they're also, you know, they're all, we're also cognizant that time is starting to become more precious. And I've heard from many people that they want to start doing some writing, but they don't know where to begin. Is that something that you've also heard? Oh, yes. So many people, they do really have stories to tell or want to write something, and they're confused about the whole process, and they don't know where to begin. They don't know how to start. And one of my favorite quotes is from Stephen King. He said, the scariest moment is always just before you start. Ah, <laughs> I see. I see. So is part of what you do with people help them through the scary moment? Yes, yes, that's exactly what we do, part of what we do. We help people, whatever process they are in, but in when they want to start, we'll have a session with them. We start with a complimentary strategy session or whatever you will, and we just talk to them about what are their goals, what are their, what's their why and why they want to do it, what um, support do they have behind them, because if they don't know why they want to do it, 
then they are going to be confused. You know, that why is so important, no matter what we're doing, is so important. And so we help them figure out what the why is on why they want to start a blog or start their book, their book or their memoir, their article, whatever it is, and figure out what that is, because it really drives you to do anything you want to do it. And is it in alignment with what you want to do? And so that's how we start with people when we talk to them is, is defining what their why is and what the ultimate goal is of their writing. Is it a blog that they want to draw people in who are going to read their blog? And who knows, maybe someday, it doesn't have to be, but maybe someday your blog could become a book or a memoir for you, depending on what niche you are writing to. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah. And what are some examples of the whys that uh, people talk to you about? Oh, wow. Well, their why could be they want to talk about uh, we're helping someone right now uh, write a memoir. And her why is getting the message out about sexual abuse in the clergy. And not that's not uh, the Catholic clergy, but letting people know that it happens in different religions than other, you know, just Catholicism. That's one why we've had. Oh, interesting. Uh, right, right. Another why is uh, people might want to start... I'll, I'll talk to you about a why that I had, if that's all right. I was um, going to ask you. <laughs> mm. So one of my whys a long time ago, um, and it still really is, is I had a creative writing blog that I wrote with and I uh, wrote about. And when I did that, I wrote about anything fun or something that was coming up or I brought I wrote about my mom's breast cancer surgery, her her her. Uh, path through that. I wrote about fun things. I wrote about a poem I wrote my son when he was a senior in high school and that letter you give him right at the end. I wrote a blog about how it was, you know, just a poem about that. And I can remember him looking at it and never saying anything to me. And I said, hey, Pete, what you, what about the poem I wrote you? And he goes, you know, mom, I'm not really that into poems. Oh. <laughs> That's not what you see in the movies. <laughs> right, right. So it was just kind of funny. But, uh, my, but my why was writing creative, writing creative writing blogs just to, to, to have a different sense from the business side of it, if that makes sense. Because when I first started it in business, I wrote a lot about, you know, being straight and not not being real easy on myself or not, I shouldn't say easy on myself but I wanted it to be professional straightforward and I was afraid to put my personality into it mm-hmm. so then when I wrote the creative writing blog it was totally different my voice was different I had a lot of fun doing it and then someone in the marketing world said Colleen instead of having two blogs your business blog and this creative writing blog why don't you meld them together and at first I was like I don't know I don't I I really don't know if I want to do that long story short is I ended up melding them together but then my creativity for the since I blended it with the business blog my creativity diminished because I was afraid to be myself in business you were being too careful and maybe self-editing right exactly Exactly. So I, that was a little bit of a disappointment to me. So my why has since changed that I want to start doing another creative writing blog, but with rebuilding the business, it's hard to do everything at one time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and also training for all of your athletic events. Yeah. I yes. <laughs> yeah, my 300 mile bike challenge was uh, quite something last year. And actually, I'm writing a speech about that so I can help people because it's about 
if you take on any challenge, whether it's writing a book, whether it's starting a blog, whatever it is, that's why I talk about your why. And you need to know what it is that that drives you to do it. Why are you doing it? You can't just say, oh, I'm going to do a 300-mile bike challenge. Well, do you have Mm -hmm. a goal? What's your goal? Mm -hmm. Well, my, my goal was to ride 300 miles in 30 days. And then I had a support system behind me also. I had a great support system because you had bad days and you had good days. I had a time when I rode my bike or I took my bike up to my sister in West Virginia and the bike fell off the bike rack when I was traveling alone. So there's just different challenges you come across. But if you don't have that why and so deep in you, then you're going to, I'm not going to say you'll fail, but the chances of succeeding are, are, are less if you don't have that that why behind you. So I'm guessing you really like, is it Simon Sinek? Is that how you pronounce his name? Oh, that is how you pronounce his name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I do like him. I follow some of his uh, quotes online, that kind of thing. So yeah. Mm-hmm. He's the big one into to finding the why. That's a really important way to clarify and so you can make decisions. Does this fit? Does that fit? Right. Um, that's great. Hey, Zestfulagers. Last year, I attended the International Federation on Aging's Global Conference in Toronto, and they've announced the 15th Global Conference on Aging for Niagara Falls, Ontario, from November 1st through 3rd, 2020. Zestful Aging Podcast is a proud partner for this conference, and I encourage you to all consider attending. The conference features prominent experts presenting and discussing critical issues within the field of aging. So head on over to ifa2020.org to learn more, and I hope to see you in Niagara Falls in November. So, Um, let's talk a little bit about the writing, but then I want to talk about your aging adventure because there's a lot to talk about here. So can we talk about what, let's just say I am a 55 to 60 year old woman. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, my work is, um, I'm starting to think about okay, when is retirement for me? Maybe I'm experiencing some empty nest. Who knows? But I'm starting to think about, you know, I've always wanted to write, and I don't know where to start. Take me through some of the perhaps exercises or guidance you may offer a woman who's in that uh, position. Okay, I'd be glad to. So what we do is we actually have a form online where you can uh, download it and it's an exercise for people to figure out what it is they want to write about. So what you want to do is find your, uh, I have the acronym I write about, it's called, it's clear. It's being concise and knowing your language, being able to edit, knowing your audience, and then reading. But I'm gonna start, I'll start with the audience. It's really important to know who you're writing to because if you don't, then your audience is not going to follow you, if that makes sense. Uh-huh. <laughs> right, right. So you want to know who your audience is. And sometimes it's, we have an avatar. It's called avatar or audience, knowing your, finding out your audience. 
and a lot of people use the word avatar, but what that is, is an, it's an exercise of knowing, you know, what is your, like you said, the 55 to 60 year old people there. So that audience, uh, if they're writing to somebody and they want to figure out who their audience is, mm-hmm. they would want to, they would want to know the demographics. Is it a woman? Is mm-hmm. it, uh, mm-hmm. what age graphic are they, uh, what age demographic are they going to write to? Mm. Who are they how do writing? They f- and how do they find that out, Colleen? What kind of research um, do you advise for that? Well, what we do is we ask people, <laughs> and mm-hmm. that might sound that might sound elementary, but if you talk to people, and I'll I'll give you an example here. Um, I'm teaching preschool. Uh, I started teaching preschool last year on the side, and I decided that I wanted to read to children online because I think literacy is so important. And so I asked people, moms who were preschoolers, you know, who had children preschool age, I said, what do you think about this idea about uh, doing a video series um, on reading to children and just reading them bedtime stories? If the mom doesn't have time to read to them, then they can just you know, click on the video. Mm-hmm. It's a safe video, and I could read them where the wild things are, or a good night moon, or something like that. So, what I did was I asked people online in our Facebook group, but also in person, I would talk to them and say, What do you think about this idea? And the, uh, you would get feedback saying, Well, I think that's a great idea, or maybe you want to go to make sure it goes on YouTube Kids because I didn't even know that existed, okay? Oh, and neither did I. That's yes. Okay. So that's a safe place for them to go. So mm-hmm. really, it's if you want to say market research, but it doesn't have to be market research, but you're asking people who you think would be in your audience what mm. what it is they expect. Like uh, your own little focus group, right. like an informal focus group. You just ask people, I have this idea, and what's your opinion of it? Is that something you might use or listen to or read? Exactly, exactly. Do you find people are pretty honest? I do, I do. Because I had a friend who I asked that to, and she said, that sounds great, but you might want to do this. She's the one that took me to the YouTube Kids channel. I had no mm. idea that it existed. Mm-hmm. And she said, you might want to go there and put your videos there because parents know that that's a safe place where their kids can watch a video and listen to somebody without ha- being concerned about issues taking place, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yes. Okay, so not only do you get sort of the thumbs up or thumbs down, you get people kind of making suggestions and adding to your idea that you may not be aware of. Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. And that's great information because the more information you can gather about your potential audience or the audience you want to write to, the better it is because those people are going to be your your followers. They're mm-hmm. going to be the ones that are going to be wanting to know what you're writing next. I see. So once you get an idea, like, uh, let's just put it out, uh, a make-believe thing, which a lot of people can identify about. Like, let's say somebody wants to write about being in um, an empty nest, like kids are leaving, adjusting to that. It's a big deal. So they've gotten their group, The group is saying, yes, that sounds like something I'd want to read. What's next? Well, what's next is being, finding out things they want to write about, about being the empty nester. Do they want to travel? Do they want to uh, 
help their kids if they have grandchildren? Uh, what is the topic that they want to write about? if that helps. Mm-hmm. Um, you you want to find out what topic you want to write about. Yes, you can be an empty nester, but you want to be concise in what it is you're writing about to, to an extent, if Specific. that makes sense. Specific. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Like I was, uh, an example I was going to give you just because of the marathon training I'm doing now, is when you're, you want to lead with your main points or figure out what it is you're writing about, but say if you were writing a 750 word guest blog to someone or you're writing an article about uh training for a half marathon okay and you could your main point would be the importance of having either a training schedule or what's your why why are you training because you're determined that you want to stay active and your goal is to finish the half marathon so you want to always make sure you're leading off with your main point and sticking to that because that's helping you be concise in what you're writing about. So if, if you are an so empty you don't nester, want to cover. Depend, I see. It's not about covering the entire subject matter that anyone can ever think of about being an empty nester. Exactly. You want to focus on what it is that you might want to. You could be focusing on what is an empty nester, or it could be focusing on what do I want to do now that I'm an empty nester? Do I want to travel? the world? Do I want to travel the United States? Do I want to get in an RV and ride around and do things? Mm-hmm. So it's it's about what you want to do and narrowing it down. Mm. Because you can't, as we say, you can't be everything to everyone. Mm-hmm. So you want to narrow that down. And it sounds like the, the other side of that is you don't have to be worried that this isn't going to be interesting to every single person, that it's okay to have a defined group. Exactly, exactly. And I'll tell you something. When we were writing our message, my son is in business with me, and we were figuring out our uh, ideal audience. And I kept wanting to go broader and broader and broader. And he said, it doesn't matter. He goes, he said, it doesn't mean that we can't sell or write to those people, but we have to have a specific audience that we're we're marketing to, if you will. Because Mm -hmm. once you get that audience in, then other people will follow if that makes mm. sense does mm-hmm. that make sense to you yep. yeah yep. yeah yep. so it's hard to narrow down because I did not want to do it I was like no we can serve it's her like counterintuitive <laughs> you're like why are you cutting out all these people who are not empty nesters right exactly but, but there's a lot of them there and who knows some people may anticipate that and want to read it uh you know for five years down the road exactly exactly and uh yeah, it, that's why it's so hard for some people, like myself too, to narrow it down. But we finally did narrow it down. And when we did, we found that, oh, okay, more people are starting to come into this niche that we have or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's a really good, you know, the why and then finding a specific group, not being too afraid that you're not covering everybody, but really focusing on you know, your ideal audience. Anything else you would recommend? Well, if you're talking about uh, when you're when you're talking about your audience, you want to the person writing wants to write in their voice and the tone. So voice is like I was saying in my creative writing blog, I felt free and easy. I could write about anything. But then Ah. but then in business, I felt more 
that I had to be more professional and more formal in my writing. And, uh, and that's what your voice is. It's your voice and your style of writing. And then your tone is about how, seri- like how serious you are or what your point of view is and how you're writing about that. I, I would imagine that that takes a while to work out if you're kind of new at this. It does. And it, the better, the, one thing we tell people is the more you write, the better writer you will become. And the more you write, you're, you, you will find your voice. You'll, you'll start discovering how it is you like to write. If it's creative, if it's more formal, if it's memoir type, whatever it is. But the more you write, the better the better writer you will become, but also you'll start to find your voice, how it is you like to write. Like I said, if you want to be funny and and more informal, or if you want to be more formal because it's a serious subject, then you'll find that out. But the best way is also is to write every day. If you mm-hmm. want to become a writer, find if it's only 15 minutes you have every day, write for 15 minutes. And it can be a, that you woke up and you saw the sunshine and you want to talk about that. But it, the important thing is to write every day, and then you'll start to feel more comfortable with your writing. Mm-hmm. So how do you do that? Is that a morning uh, ritual for you? Actually, I do most of my writing in the evening, <laughs> but a lot of people do write it in the morning. That uh, I'll get up and or go. we have a sunroom in our house, so I will go to our sunroom, and I will write for 15 to 30 minutes in the evening, and we are working on a book right now, actually. And so uh, my focus right now is to make sure that I'm getting words in for the book and not words, but the information in for the book. Mm-hmm. You, you can put a million words down and it won't mean anything, but I'm um, really focusing on getting the words down for the book. So I go out and I write between 15 and 30 minutes every day. And it's just like a habit about if you were going to go out and and be in shape for something if you wanted to walk you say you're going to walk 30 minutes a day then go go walk 30 minutes a day Mm -hmm. yeah so I'm just thinking about kind of the bigger picture and it sounds like you're doing this wonderful balance of exercising your mind and your, your intellect and also your body I am trying I we have a business coach but I've done I've always exercised all my life but my my coach says and this is so true and i believe it is if you do not exercise your brain and your mind and your body you won't be able to run your business or or live your life and I, that sounds weird but what i'm trying to say is you can spend 12 hours at your desk working on your business but if you don't take care of yourself meaning nutrition hydration meditation and being active you're not going to be around to to run your business because you're going to either burn out you're going to get sick something's going to happen to you so you have to take care of yourself it all goes together as far as i'm concerned business and life and being active i see so it's a very holistic uh, philosophy you have yes yes Mm -hmm. it is it's not always easy but um, (laughs) you do it Uh, i had surgery back in march for my rotator cuff and it's been hard getting back to my full motion, range of motion and that kind of thing. So that's a struggle and it's a challenge, but I know what my why is. <laughs> I want to get back there and exercise and be fully active. And it's really sad. I think sometimes you see so many people I've talked 
this weekend we went somewhere and I talked to people and they're in their 60s and they're like, oh, I'm just old and I can't walk. My knees hurt or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you're like, no, you don't have to be that way. You can at least you can still walk or you can do you can do things, Mm -hmm. but don't give up just because you're in your 60s or your 70s. You don't have to give up and sit on the couch. You can still move. Mm-hmm. So uh, you're doing this, what some might, I think, call extreme exercise, the triathlete and, and you know, doing the 300-mile bike challenge. Is that kind of a new thing for you, or have you always been one to take on these big challenges? Well, I've, I've, I've always been competitive, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I, I didn't really take on these type of challenges. Um, I, my first big challenge was the triathlete and it was a sprint triathlete but it was still a triathlete or triathlon and it I did that when I turned 50 and I thought I just thought it would be a fun thing to do and so I did that uh, when I turned 50 and it was a lot of training but it was fun if if you will <laughs> it was it was <laughs> special kind of fun yeah it was a special kind of fun it was uh, the day of the race it was 98 degrees and like 100 percent humidity it was oh, so hot and wow. yeah and that heat heat and humidity are not my friend but mm-hmm. but we made it through my best friend did it with me and we 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 made it through and then the 300 mile bike challenge that came up last year for the first time uh it was for uh finding research for childhood cancer and i had always been involved in relay for life i don't know if you're familiar with that yes yes Mm -hmm. uh because we have a strong family history of cancer and last year was the first year i wasn't involved with that and the challenge came up on my facebook feed or whatever and i had seen it a few years before that and i thought i'm gonna do that this year and so that's why i signed up for it last year thinking as you do i don't know if you do or not but thinking oh i can do that and it'll be no problem well (laughs) no i i wouldn't i would not have that thought (laughs) but you know things come along and you're just you're like oh dear lord am i gonna make this or not but um, I did make it. And like I said, I made it because I knew my why had the goal in place and I had a fantastic support system in place, ah, too. You've been mentioning that that uh, that term support system. Tell me about your support system and why that's so important. Well, it's important because <laughs> when I had days and still to this day, I, I still have it. It's a Facebook group I belong to. And It's a bunch of ladies and some men, but it's called healthy living. But what it is, is these people in there all have their own challenges or specific challenges, whether it's getting off of surgery, whether it's weight loss, whether it's doing a 300 mile bike challenge, whatever it is, they support each other. And and if you're having a bad day, you can get on there and you can do a Facebook live and you can be raw. And wow, this is a Facebook group called Healthy Living? Yes, it is. It is. And uh, she has her five non-negotiables, which is hydration, meditation, uh, healthy eating, uh, sleep, and uh, I, don't, I should know the fifth one off the top of my head, but I don't. But as long as you're involved in the group and you, you post and you're active in there and you do support others, uh, you're welcome to be in the group. And that's where I found a lot of my support last year was because I there were days when it was fun and I got through my 20 miles on the weekend on a Saturday and it was great and I'd I'd post about that but then like I said on the one earlier 
I was riding to from West Virginia home and the bike and the bike rack literally fell off my bike. Oh. It was 98 degrees. I had my dog with me and that was before my shoulder surgery. So my shoulder was not in the best. Oh boy. So I would go on there and be, you know, I would just talk to them or, you know, I would cry like the last week came and I had had bike issues. So I was literally in the gym riding the last hundred miles that week trying to get it in. And I would talk to those people. So the reasons that it's important is because people are there to su support you, and they really do support you no matter what. Wow, that's that's one of the real benefits of of Facebook, I guess, is that you can be joined by all these people around the world. It really is, and that is one group that I really follow and I really like because it's so it's great you, you do mm -hmm. most of the people are in Canada or Alberta or London mm -hmm. Ontario whatever but mm -hmm. it's just a nice group mm -hmm. so what's next for you Colleen you've done all these amazing <laughs> athletic things you've run businesses you you know you do speaking <laughs> and now you're now you're working on a book do you have a title for the book we do have a working title for the book and it's called six daily steps for a successful writer. Oh. Actually, it's six daily habits for a successful writer. And we're we're talking about how you can become a successful writing, writer by, you know, following these steps and uh, doing it every day. Mm -hmm. And is that going to be also an online course for people? Actually, we are uh, writing a, doing a course. We're going to be launching that probably in October, November. But mm -hmm. it, uh, it, we're going to help people start their first draft if they want, it, whether it's a blog or a book, um, getting that written and and up to par in three months. So wow, that's that sounds wonderful to have that structure and your experience to to kind of lead them on the way. Yeah, it, it is. It's going to hopefully. I think it'll be a great, great course. And uh, the link I'm going to give you today will help people. We're going to give uh, the exercise to people if they're interested. And then we're. Okay. All, it's also going to be followed up by a four-part audio series where we just tell people what they need to do if they want to. It, it talks about a book, but it can also be about a blog or if you want to write an article, whatever. Okay, let's. I'm ready for the link to put into the notes. Okay, if they go to your literary prose, that's mm -hmm. your literary prose is p r o s e dot com. Mm -hmm. Okay, they'll find out information about us. Or if they want to email me directly, they can at Colleen mm -hmm. at your literary prose dot com. At your literary prose. Okay. At your literary prose. That's wonderful. Any last words of encouragement for, we'll say, post-middle-agers that are looking to do something, put their voice out there, express themselves in a new way? Um, I would just like to say, go ahead and do it. If you want to do it, you know, everybody, I know this is people say this but really everybody has a story to share what whether it's in an article a blog a book whether you just want to write it yourself in a journal put your story out there because if you say your story and someone else talks about the same type of subject your story is going to resonate with someone the way no one else's story will and I think that that's so important for people to realize that 
You can write whatever it is you want to write or talk about whatever it is you want to talk about because your story is going to reach someone like no one else's will. And I truly believe that. That's, I think that's a really important point that we could both be talking about, let's say, our dogs, for example, mm-hmm. and it's going to have a totally different flavor. We're going to pick up on different aspects. Our, our individual voices will be coming through, and they might be both about how we love our dogs, but it's just going to look very, it's like a, maybe like a fingerprint. It's just going to look very different. Exactly, exactly. And it all goes back to the when you're when you're comfortable with your voice in writing and your tone in writing. And it's just it's amazing, really, what's out there that people can do. And if they sit down and and really want to do it, they can. Mm-hmm. And I know as a psychotherapist, there's some research out there talking about how it's really good for your brain to write, uh, to help organize your thoughts, to help clarify, you know, some of the thoughts, maybe even some of your values, that there's some interesting research about journal writing, how it has very positive effects on our our brain it really does and i started actually doing that this year i got a gratitude journal and i write down every day three things that i'm grateful for so and that's journaling and it really does help you be more positive because i think that there's so much negativity out there today Mm -hmm. that the more positive we can be and remind ourselves of the positive things that's going to help us with a different point of view Absolutely. You're you're kind of um, paraphrasing an article I just wrote. Oh. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm, uh, I couldn't be more in agreement. I think that's that's really oh. uh, that's really important for for people to to hear. So thank you so much for spending time with me today, Colleen. I'm really excited to share this with people who I know they want to write. I know they have things to say, and it's just hard to take the first step. And um, thank you for your advice and your guidance on uh, getting them on their way. Well, thanks for having me. And can I give you one more quote for writers? Because I think this is a great one. Absolutely. Okay, Mark Twain said, write what you know. Writing is easy. All you have to do is cross out the wrong words. It <laughs> <laughs> sounds very Mark Twainish. <laughs> yeah, so don't be intimidated. <laughs> don't be intimidated. Just write if you want to write. I love it. Thanks, Colleen. Thanks so much, Nicole. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us on Zestful Aging. If you like the podcast, please share with some of your friends. I love to hear from my listeners. Send me an email at NicoleChristina.com. Next week, we're going to be speaking with Giata Storman, who's a Canadian and U.S doubles tennis champion and teacher and she's the author of a new book called on the ball she talks about tennis and life and some of the major obstacles that she has gotten through in her life and i think you're going to really enjoy that hello podcast listeners In this phase of our lives, we're more aware than ever that our time is precious, and we certainly don't want to waste it taking care of stuff that we no longer need left over from a life that we're no longer living. 
We know we'd feel better with less clutter and more open space, but we don't know how to get there. And it turns out it's not as easy as putting things in three piles or using the decluttering tricks that we hear about on TV. Because if it was that easy, everyone would have an organized home with lots of space and everything neatly stacked in see-through bins. But most of us don't know where to start how to deal with the overwhelm and the emotions that come with our clutter. If this sounds familiar, I'd love you to check out the online course I've developed with professional organizer and designer, Carrie Luteran. This course is different than others you may have tried because we give you clear steps to deal with clutter and tools to help you face the overwhelm and feelings that come up when we're going through our stuff. It's practical and realistic and the lessons are short and punchy. It's very manageable, but it has the power to change your life. We all deserve to live in a peaceful home without the chaos of too much stuff. Find out more at NicoleChristina.com. See you next time for another episode of Zestful Aging.